Autobots Transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 42 of Transformers Armada. It is Miracle. This episode was written by Shoji Tanoki. And the last time on Transformers Armada, we finally saw Rad's bleak and depressing home life. And in this episode, opening bumper... Yep, we just go straight to that, and when we come back, Alexis tells us we're off to Cybertron to stop Megatron. But she will return. (laughs) Someday. She has this really dramatic bit. Oh, oh, and Vaughn forgot to bring his camera, so now nobody will believe him that he went to Cybertron. You know, the big secret that they've all agreed to not tell anybody. And Fred didn't bring any games for his Game Boy or whatever it is, but he's, <laughs> he's eating something. And on the bridge, hot shot, he's in charge now. They bring Earth up on the monitor and think, oh, it's a beautiful planet. And then they all stand and salute Optimus because Optimus is now billions of particles in Earth orbit, I guess. <laughs> oh, and Hoist is uh, formatting well to his new name, sir. Meow. Um, so we then go to Megatron and he is disappointed in Optimus for sacrificing himself to save a planet like Earth. Now, Paul, I'll tell you, there's not very much I like about this episode, but Megatron saying that is very on point for Megatron. Yeah, especially this Megatron, yeah. Very much so. Yeah, and he wants to know where the Autobots are now, and then Demolisher's like, which Autobots? Like, hmm. Why would he ask? Like, what, yeah, what? Why? <laughs> what do you mean, what Autobots? But he, anyway, Megatron's like, hey, why yo's? And kind of shakes his fist. Um, so then he finds, I guess he tells him, and for whatever reason, Megatron decides even though they're almost at the warp point, they're going to turn around and attack the Autobots. Yeah, it's time to destroy the Autobots once and for all. And on the Autobot ship, Sparkplug is still carrying the Matrix around, kind of like Rumble was with Megatron's gun in the movie. Remember that? <laughs> He's hugging and it. it starts glowing like, like it's a security Matrix or something. And it starts glowing on the inside. And then Sideswipe starts detecting things on the radar. Yes, dozens of bogeys. I uh, can't tell what they are. And then they, they're actually, Alexis later on says they look like fireflies. And they kind of do with big, long tails. But yeah, it's glowing lights that just approach this the Autobot ship. Well, what it reminded me of, and you'd remember this too. And you remember in Engel Barrow in Skyrim, the l- little cave near Windhelm, where those little guys follow you around? Like, they don't attack you, but they just follow you around. There's nothing else in the place other than the boss. It reminded me of those things. I don't remember that, but I'm sure if I loaded that game and started playing that cave, I go, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But yeah, Highwire just says they're friends. Oh my God. The do they talk? Do they not talk? Can people understand their beeps oh, yeah. and boops? Can they not? Uh, conundrum in this episode is it's cranked up to 11. It is all over the place. Uh, oh, there was a funny line here though. Red Alert is like, yeah, I guess the, our mini cons attracted the, these new mini cons and they're all mini cons. And Blur says, it's amazing the bond that mini cons had between each other. Totally amazing. Totally. 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 And it turns out Highwire called them all here to help the Autobots because it would have been silly of him to have done that before now. Oh, and like uh, the fact that he can talk to them and then just goes and the kids go, I don't know what he said. And like, just tell them, you ding dong. But yeah, he he says friends and they all arrive. 
And then he says, enemy. Yeah. And then the minicons, or at least these three ones, start acting kind of strange and they raise their hands. And Carlos is like, oh, you want to high five? Sorry, sorry, Paul. Start acting strange? (laughs) They they continue to act strange. (laughs) And they raise their hands for like the kids to touch them again. So Carlos is like, hey, you want to high five or whatever he says. And they all touch hands with them. And then it's flashback to Chase where they're running slash flying from Unicron in space. Except that they, the clip that they show, they include a bit with Rad saying, this is no hallucination. And (laughs) they're all wearing their street clothes. And like, it's clearly, I mean, it's clearly, like you said, a flashback or the reuse of another clip, but it's played off like they're replaying old animation and trying to tell us it's currently happening like at that point the show is just insulting us but let me get off my high horse um they they come back and uh, again could explain the unicron situation since they speak english but they don't they just beep and boop and then okay this was one thing i liked as they, all the kids realize that Unicron is this evil and we're about to go face it and the music swells up and they kind of, the dauntingness of what is before them really hits them, Fred realizes they can't see Earth anymore. That's, that, was, that was a really good, good moment. Yeah, like they realize, holy shit, we're really doing this. And on the Decepticon ship, the very thought of Optimus infuriates Megatron and commercial break. Yeah, we cliffhanger a moment to go on commercial break. But anyway, uh, when we come back, Blur mistakes an asteroid belt for Decepticons because he's a moron, as we'll see later. <laughs> and then Red Alert. Okay, this I didn't. Well, I was going to say this doesn't make sense, but what show are we watching? Um, Red Alert is like, you know what? It, it, there could be people high or Decepticons hiding in there. So fly around it and Blur says, you're right, and then flies through it. Yep. Never tell him the odds. They're going in. And as he starts maneuvering the ship around these asteroids, he's like, come on, Blur, focus, focus. And But the, the glowing minicon orbs follow them into the asteroids. Yeah. And after a few bumps and scrapes, they make it out and then they detect the Decepticon ship. And on the radar to the Decepticon spaceship is a different color than the asteroids so how did blur mistake asteroids for decepticons he does he doesn't even know the equipment he's working with and on the decepticon ship rather than blast the autobot ship with the hydro cannon because that'd be just silly megatron goes <laughs> outside the ship and he in tidal wave forms super megatron things and we call him i think so yeah um but they uh oh yeah they, so then the kids are looking for something to do and red alert is like hey go keep an eye on the decepticon ship for me which really sounds like busy work yeah basically just get out from under my feet <laughs> uh, and then the minicons run off we jump around a lot but the minicons are run into the warp chamber except they're really not they don't ever get there nope. um and then thrust starts to attack the autobot ship oh my god the the laser turrets paul the, yes did that make any sense well they're using like ships guns sized for mini cons yeah like they're clearly way too small for the autobots like this is worse than manually activated automated defenses you're making pacifists fire the guns on this thing but but these guns like you said they're mini con sized guns so the autobots built this ship why haven't they yet said to the minicons, hey, why don't you go arm, uh, you know, operate the guns there? <laughs> and if uh, it's just like, why weren't the, did the minicons? And I have so many questions. Why weren't they already doing that? But it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Uh, the minicons bullseye thrust anyway with his gun and he transforms, but then Jetfire attacks him. And now for a very, very briefly in this episode, it's action, action, action. Yeah. In this very, like you said, brief action moment, um, there is some great stuff with Hotshot and Starscream. They kind of face off. 
Hot Shots acknowledge, and hey, he calls him a traitor a couple times, and they, they duke it out. Yeah. Um, and then there's a shot of Demolisher wrestling uh, Scavenger on an asteroid. Yeah, Scavenger's got him pinned down, and Megatron's had enough for one day, I guess. He pulls up the Requiem Blaster, and rather than blast Scavenger with it, he just blows up the whole asteroid that these guys are on. Yeah, sends them both flying. Uh, Sideswipe is like, I'll take you out, Megatron. He starts charging Megatron, who just, again, shoots him. And then Hotshot comes down and is like, okay, I'll take you on. And then, um, who's Optimus's, um... Spark plug. Oh, yeah. Name, I guess, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I forgot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he comes running out onto the, I hesitate to call it the deck of the thing. It's more like the nose of the thing. And the other guys come up and form Perceptor, and he just makes that calling sound that they do. And all the green glowing guys come flying in again, and then, yeah, here's Sparkplug with the Matrix. Yeah, yeah, he shows up, and he uh, almost hits Megatron. He's a giant green orb now. And uh, Megatron's about to shoot him, and then you hear Optimus, and he's like, I don't think so, Megatron. And he kind of appears as a white light, and then it's it's Optimus. Yeah, and he just lets Megatron have it with a barrage of the magic rainbow atomic Hadoukens. Yeah, he blasts him. Boom, out of here. Yeah. <laughs> he just flies off the screen. Now, I do have a complaint. Among the many I have with the show, but uh, th- this is just regular old Optimus. He should have come back as like with a new attachment or at least a new paint job or something so yeah. you can sell a new toy, let's be honest. But it's just regular old Optimus. Yeah, and regular old Optimus transforms into his super mode that we haven't seen in quite a while because he used to just link with Jetfire, right? But he transforms into super mode and Sparkplug transforms links with him and Optimus I think he's his Mega Blast or something. It's his new trick, I guess. Yeah, sure. Um, that's all they gave him, I guess. But yeah, the Decepticons, of course, they retreat um, and he, I guess he hits Megatron because there's a shot of like Megatron floating on his back effectively through space going, oh, ho, ho, it's good to see you again, Optimus. <laughs> Episodes. They only waited two episodes before bringing Optimus Prime back. I mean, he's in the opening sequence. We knew what was coming, but two episodes? What the hell was the point of killing him off in the first place if you're only going to go two episodes? A hotshot didn't learn anything about what it means to be leader. No lighting our darkest hour. No the touch. Not a damn thing. And it's not like it was some big season three cliffhanger. The episode where he died only aired three weeks before this one. And if that's all that he needed to do to bring him back, why didn't they do it then? Why wait two episodes? Two episodes! Back in my day, buddy, we went eight months and 28 episodes, except Dark Awakening, I guess, between Optimus dying in the movie and then coming back at the end of season three of G1. And even that was totally out of nowhere, because that was three months after the face of the Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Dip Pickers Podcast Show, the end of an episode that was, honestly, it was just kind of boring and uninspiring. Two episodes! Uh, no, anyway. <laughs> but I, I thought for sure when Sparkplug flew in with the Matrix, though, at the end, though, he's like, gonna pass it to Hotshot, and it had been like a flashback to when Optimus offered it to him, and now he realizes it's his duty as leader of the Autobots, and like when Hot Rod pulls the thing open at the end of the movie and turns into Rodimus, but nope, nope, it's just Optimus is back. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm I'm kind of surprised, but not surprised. Like, it was unexpected, but I'm not surprised. Basically. Well, I mean, he's in the opening credits, or the opening credits, the opening sequence, right? So you knew he was coming back, but you think they would have 
gone a little while. Like, just to, like, Hotshot would learn something, right? You know what? If this whole shift in story had have come in the middle of the series, there'd be plenty of time to do this. Well, yeah. It's it's the fact that they're cramming this into, like, literally the last, I think, 11 episodes. It's just, it's rushed, and it's... It's something that should be huge. Like you said, two episodes. You, sh- you should have been able to stretch it out five, six, seven episodes so that Hotshot could have his... Re- anyway, it's, it's disappointing. Pretty well. Pretty well. <laughs> uh, you know what's not disappointing, Paul? is a good old-fashioned game of... On the Darts! All right. So this On the Darts is not a series, Paul. We're going to do On the Darts Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. The, the Donald F. Glut version of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going I'm going across the uh, series here. Uh, we're going to start with a G1 dinosaur swoop in G1, his swoop <laughs> on the darts. His voice sure sounds like he is. <laughs> I roll my own. I could picture him with like the, the cigarette or a cigar hanging out the side of his mouth but while he's talking in, in like pterodactyl mode. Yeah, you know what I can picture him is like in his mouth is the cigarette that's been butted out and he's relit it. It's all like janky and yeah. zigzaggy. Okay, um, uh, how about Grimlock in animated? Animated Grimlock. <laughs> I just remember that fire bad. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe he would be cancer bad. No, I can't. uh, I think that'd be the kind of thing he would try at least once because he's so stupid, right? He'd do anything. But if if Black Arachne offered him one, he would totally smoke it. Oh, you know what? No, I I, (laughs) Grimlock is. Do you remember back in like grade school when one of those somebody in your class? I'm sure, dear listener, kids in your class said it too. Somebody in their class was like, hey, if you roll up pencil shavings and you smoke it, it's the same as a cigarette. <laughs> like, there would always be those one or two dumbass kids who went behind the, the fucking gym and tried to smoke pencil shavings. That was Grimlock. <laughs> there was an Adam Sandler bit with that in it, wasn't there? <laughs> Everybody knew that dumb kid who did it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Grimlock, maybe not on the darts, but on the pencil shavings. Uh, <laughs> what about G1 Sludge? <laughs> he was the really stupid one, wasn't he? Ooh, maybe we're dead too. <laughs> he said one episode, but uh, I don't know. Like, some tells me that no, he probably wouldn't. Yeah, no, I think there's an innocence there. Yeah, the, there's that. Yeah, that the childlike innocence. Yeah, N- not childish, certainly, but childlike. Yeah. Maybe he doesn't even know what cigarettes are. <laughs> yeah. Or doesn't understand why you would do that, right? What <laughs> are them? <laughs> Okay, uh, I think we've done him before, but he's always fun to, to look at again. Uh, Dinobot from Beast Wars. Yeah, because I, I remember he had, it was like the James Dean kind of thing with the rolled up sleeve with the deck of smokes in that is what I pictured him as. Yeah. I, I could picture him whipping out a cigarette and lighting it when he goes on one of his little soliloquies because just where he, he would always have these monologues. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Honestly, though, if you gave him a monocle and a top hat, he could pull off one of those old 1920s cigarette holders, you know, like, <laughs> like it's going to like an out a foot and holds a cigarette far away from your face. Yeah, there's there's a picture of, I think it's Roosevelt, uh, the first one, riding in a some car, and he's got the cigarette holder like that with the big top hat on. Yeah, like clenched between his teeth. Like I could see Dinobot doing that. Uh, okay, here's a curveball for you from GoBots. Zod. Zod. <laughs> he's, he's kind of a dinosaur. Yeah, uh, man. Um, he's dinosaur shaped. Yeah, definitely, for sure. I mean, no argument there, but uh, I don't know. I could picture Zod smoking big, big, fat cigars. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> style cigars. Roar! <laughs> 
Yeah. But his cigars would be as big as a city bus. Now that you mention it, yeah, I, I can picture that, yeah. Oh, do you remember that old Mickey Mouse cartoon where he fights the giant? The giant rolls of smoke from a oh, hail. Yeah, like I the could, bale of hay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I could see Zod, <laughs> like, doing that, but clumsily. <laughs> All right, Paul, I'm going to throw a complete... You thought that was a curveball. This is a screwball. Uh, it, it, if Zod was kind of a dinosaur, then this one is absolutely not a dinosaur, but whatever, transmutate. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, what was it? no? I'm thinking leave or leave, but that was that was the kids. Uh, but it was the same kind of really weird, creepy voice, like friends or something like that, wasn't it? Yeah, it it, it always reminded me of Mr. Burns when he's doped out and thinks he's an alien. <laughs> I bring you love. I thought strange mutate. Uh, I don't know. I. Uh. Maybe I, I think transmutate is too busy tripping balls off acid because like <laughs> or mushrooms like they're wandering around wandering around looking at clouds and 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 leaves town the leaves bring love or there's a cigarette going in the ashtray that he forgot about <laughs> <laughs> while well, he goes there. on to talk and talk and talk. Well, there you go. There's another uh, round of On the Darts and another uh, episode of To Fimpus. The next episode Paul and I are going to review is Puppet. If you want to pull somebody's strings, you can find us on Twitter. I'm at John Sylvie. Paul is at pmcpherson1. You can also email the show at transformersnitpickers at gmail.com. Yep, and Ed the Sock is on Twitter if you want to say hi to him. And uh, make sure you rate and review us in your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with. And tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at Transformers Nitpickers. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. See you later. Come on, blur, focus, focus.